everybody, it's Tara Bryan, and you are listening to Course Building Secrets Podcast. Whether you're a coach or a CEO, the success of your team and clients is based on your ability to deliver a consistent experience and guide them on the fastest path to results. This podcast will give you practical, real-life tips that you can use today to build your online experiences that get results and create raving fans. Why? So you can monetize your expertise and serve more people without adding more time or team to your business. If you're looking to uncover your million-dollar framework, package it and use it to scale, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. I'm going to do things a little bit differently today. So I actually have this episode out on YouTube as well. So you can go and check it out if you are just listening. Enjoy. If you would like to watch the presentation, go ahead and log into YouTube. All right. So this podcast that I want to talk about today is how online courses can set you free. Uh, how online programs, online courses. As you guys already know in my audience, I use these terms interchangeably. And the reason for that uh, is because it's all about creating an online experience. Whatever that means to you, it could be an online course, it could be a program, it could be a hybrid experience, it could be a membership. It doesn't really matter what it is. What matters is you being able to package your expertise and get it out in a way that allows you to leverage your time. And, and that's where we're going to go today is how online experiences can set you free. Okay, so the reason that online courses or programs can set you free is that they give you leverage. So let's talk about leverage. I was listening to a presentation the other day and somebody was talking about the concept of leverage. And I would say that I've heard this over and over and over again, but I didn't really understand what the term meant until I heard a couple of different analogies. So I want to just cover a couple of those today. So 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 often when I think about leverage, I think about um, going from point A to point B, right? And so there are um, a lot of different ways to get from point A to point B, right? Like you can meander, you can you know walk, you can run, you can fly, you can drive, you can do all sorts of different things. But when you think about how do you get there efficiently, how do you get there in a way that helps you um, really sort of maximize your time, your effort, and your ability, it is all a matter of how quickly you can get there, right? I mean, let's be honest. So if you think about like taking a vacation, this is a, this is a big one for me is that I grew up flying everywhere. <laughs> and um, my husband grew up driving everywhere. And I, and so when we first got married, it was fascinating to me that he was like, what, you fly there? Well, we could just drive there. And I'm like, well, yes, we could drive there, but it takes like 10 times the amount of time to drive there as it does just to fly. And so that was sort of my first sort of inkling that there was you know, multiple ways to do things and sometimes there are more efficient paths, right? So if you, if you, we keep going down this path, so I could walk to a particular location, I could bike to a particular location, or I could drive. All three of those are viable options. They all have different benefits, right? And they all have different drawbacks. But if I'm looking at how do I get there as fast as possible with being as efficient and as 
um, as you know sort of clear as I need to then it's how do I get there the fastest way while still maintaining you know a budget and maintaining uh you know some semblance of of you know priority or whatever it is right and so then you start asking yourselves how do you get there faster how do you get there easier how do you get there without taking so much time and effort and that's where leverage comes in right the leverage of a car takes me somewhere much faster than walking naturally, right? But the leverage is the car. And so when you equate this to your business, what's so important about thinking about leverage is how do you leverage your time, your expertise, and your um, your financial resources, right? So when you think about it, like you're always going to have some sort of constraint in the business, a financial constraint, a time constraint, um, a, a delivery constraint, whatever it is, there's always going to be a constraint. Your job as a CEO is to eliminate the constraints. So a, a big way to do this is through leverage. Okay, because leverage allows you the ability to grow beyond your time. So again, if you take this into a business example, I could help 10 customers just by myself doing the, you know, the, the work that I do, right? Um, I could have a different process for each one of them. I can, um, you know, spend time with every client, as much time as I want to with every client. And I can do that up to maybe, I don't know, 10 clients. But the challenge is is when I want to grow beyond where I am today, that very quickly becomes inefficient. That very quickly becomes me spending more time helping all of the different customers. And so often we're not able to do that because we get to a critical um, we get to a critical mass. We get to a critical place where we're looking and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't even have this many hours in a week. Or I don't want to work this many hours in a week helping various customers. And so when you start looking at leverage, you have to go in your business. A lot of times you start walking, right? Like you start by just starting small. You're kind of getting organized. You're kind of getting things you know, put together, you just want to figure out if there's an opportunity in the market, that is a way that you can walk forward, right? You can you can walk, you get a couple more customers in, you start running, and then it isn't until you, you know, get to that place where you all of a sudden you need to get there faster, right? You need to figure out how do you help all these people within the amount of time that you have. So that's what leverage allows you to do. So there's three different ways to use leverage in your business. One is you hire a team, right? Two is you create systems. And three, you automate some of the core or repeatable tasks that you have in your business. All three of these are necessary for you to grow, but you can look at each one of these a little bit differently, right? And so when you think about an online experience, what you're doing is you're creating automations and systems to help streamline what you do in a way that is repeatable and helps um, helps people go through a process without you, right? You're using the virtual version of yourself to help people through this process. There's a dozen different ways that you can use this in your business. You can use an online experience to onboard your customers. You can use it as a way to give them all the same foundation and base so you can help them um, and you know help help them tweak what they're doing or 
you know, make it better or, you know, whatever you want to do, right? Or you can use it to actually run your entire business. And uh, on top of that, you can use it as uh, an accelerant, right? So watch these and then we talk about them, you know, going through and using your online experience in systems and automation to help streamline the process. Then the team comes in when you want to have them do the process, right? They are taking the process. They are helping to work things um, forward to get the client results. So here's the thing is in each one of these, you have to have a defined process or framework in which you help your customers. So if you are still in the place where you're just starting to help customers for the very first time, you may not have all your systems and process and frameworks identified, right? Because you may not. So that's when you're walking. When you're running, you've got some of them defined, you're still kind of tweaking things and you're changing things. When you wanna jump in the car, that's when you take what you've been doing in helping your one-on-one or um, you know, done for you clients, and you say, okay, so how do I go through this process? Either how have I applied this process or how do I help my customers apply this process and define it, write it down, and then you're able to hand it off in one of these three ways. So even if an online experience, you're like, oh, I don't want to package my expertise into an online experience. Well, in order to grow your business, at some point you have to cre- create your proprietary framework. You have to create the process in which you help your customers. Until you do, you're never going to get to the place where you can grow and scale because every single time you help somebody, you are re- recreating the wheel. And you know who you are if you're doing this because you are busy and you are constantly feeling like you're repeating yourself over and over and over again. That is a good indication that it's time to sit down and map out your proprietary framework or the process in which you help people. Then what you can do is is use leverage in, in that framework or that process in order to get one of these three things sort of working in your business. Okay, so like I said, what you need for each one is that repeatable process or proprietary framework. How, it doesn't really matter what you call it. I don't care what you call it. Um, I would say that if you think of it as a proprietary process, it helps you define your methodology as it's different from somebody else's and how you show up as an expert and teach or show other people how to become successful. To me, that's your own proprietary framework because there could be somebody doing exactly the same thing as you, but the way that you're doing it, the process that you take somebody through is probably different than the way that they're doing it. The more you can define that and wrap that into a process or a framework, the more successful you're going to be because one, it gives you clarity, two, it gives your team clarity, and three, it helps your customers know what they can expect from you and how you help them versus someone else. The more you dialed in you get that, the more successful you're going to be in selling and delivering your services or product. Okay, so like I talk about for almost every episode, how do you start? I want to walk through the six-step framework because here is the reality is that if you nail these down, you, my friend, are on your way to creating that proprietary framework, creating that process, creating that online experience 
or offline experience, it doesn't really matter, right? That that allows you to help people in a way that's that's consistent and repeatable and scalable. Okay, so the first one is to define the problem very, very clearly. The minute you go into content or information dumping is the minute you need to come back to the problem that you're trying to solve and stay focused on solving that problem and that problem only, not all the other things that you wanna talk about. As you've defined the problem, now you need to come up with a measurable result or solution to that problem. And what that looks like is something that's actually measurable or quantifiable. Right? So if somebody has a problem, what does it look like when it's solved? What is that outcome that they're going for? Typically, this is a dollar amount, uh, a, a specific achievement, or a specific um, growth or outcome in a relationship or behavior or skill. So think through that, come up with that measurable result. Do not move forward until you've done both of these things. So often people say, oh yeah, I already know that. Oh yeah, I already know that. But here's the thing is that this becomes the beginning and the end point to your framework. And so the more clearly you can define it, the better off you are because what you tend to do is once you get down into the details, you'll start adding things and then the the path that you have created becomes diluted and it becomes confusing for people. Both at the beginning as you're defining this and then as you're moving forward in helping your customers. When they get confused, when they expend too many brain calories, they bail and they don't finish because you've added in things that are off the path or are confusing for them. So always stay connected to the problem and the result Then what I want you to do is brainstorm the exact process or steps that need to happen for somebody to go from the problem to the result. What is that journey? What is that specific um, sort of framework or process that, that you take somebody through or you've gone through yourself or you're helping somebody achieve? What does that look like? Usually it's five to seven big steps. So map that out first. What I found is most helpful is that people grab post-it notes and write uh, each sort of process or big step on a post-it note and throw it somewhere. So just get them all out of your head Um, because what happens is it's really hard to organize them when they're still jammed up in your head, right? Because there's so many. So get them all out. And then once you've gotten them all out, you'll probably have, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 then the goal is to start bucketing them into five or seven steps. People can remember up to about seven um, seven things, otherwise then they get distracted and they, um, they move on. So about five to seven steps and then um, map that out. So the map looks like the starting point, the ending point, and then the five to seven steps in between there. That is the journey that somebody is going on. Then you need to put on your guide hat and the guide hat says, okay, so here's the path that I've created and I've outlined for a person to to become successful, right? To achieve that goal that they want to achieve. Now, where along the path are they going to get stuck? Where are the hurdles? Where are the obstacles? Where are the challenges that are difficult for them as they're going through the um, the journey that you're taking them on. And typically there are probably um, maybe 
four, three to four um, big hurdles that somebody has to go through in order to become successful or to have a transformation, which we'll talk about in another episode. But usually there's sort of three or four big areas of um, contention that happen that, that people either bail or they need some additional help on. So identify those uh, and put those somewhere on the journey map wherever they appear. And then the sixth thing is like identify, and and this says create, but maybe not create yet, but like identify, okay, so first of all, those are the hurdles and the obstacles they're gonna have. What are the tools, the templates, um, checklists, uh, various things that you can provide for them, especially during those times that will help them jump over to that next step. So really help them get over those obstacles or hurdles that they're running into. All right, so that is a six-step framework. That is exactly what I take my high-ticket clients through is this activity to define this. Once you have defined this, you have the entire foundation to your business, regardless if you're doing one-on-one, you're doing group, you're doing um, high ticket, you're doing an online course experience or a program or membership, it doesn't really matter what it is, you have the foundation that will help you grow in your business. So you can give this to your team and say, here is how we help people. Here are the exact steps we take them on. Here are the tools and the templates we use to get them from point A to point B. You can set up systems and plat- course platforms that allow you to track how somebody is going through the, your proprietary process, and you can set up automations along the path to reward and recognize them for taking action. All right, there you go. That is, in a nutshell, how you use an online experience to set yourself free. Hey everybody, wanted to come on at the end of this episode and let you know about an event that's coming up in August of 2023. So we are super excited to announce the second annual Gamify My Course Camp five-day challenge that's coming up. It is totally free. And listen, what it's going to do is help you think about how do you add participation? How do you add more engagement and opportunities for your people to actually get results in your online programs? And each day we're going to jump on live with actionable tips for you to be able to do that. So I would love to invite you to sign up for the Gamify My Course Camp which is going to be August 7th through the 11th with a special bonus session on the 14th. So come and join us. Can't wait to see you at camp this year because listen, your kids get to go to camp, other people get to go to camp. So I think over the summer, we should all go to camp as well. All right, so we're going to do fun activities like tug of war and Um, archery practice and different things like that. So go check out our page at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 2023 underscore gamify. That is how you can get a hold of us. In the show notes, there should be a QR code and this link for you to jump on and register. It's totally free and would love to see you on August 7th. All right, there you go. Have a great day.